Story Nori presents The Jungle Book Mowgli's Brothers, Part 2 Hello, this is Richard and I'm here with the second episode of The Jungle Book by Rudyard Kipling Last time we heard how a baby boy, Mowgli was adopted by a family of wolves Father Wolf is about to present him to the wolf pack Will they accept the little man cub? And I'm delighted to dedicate this episode to Ray and Jasper, who support Story Nori on Patreon. Father Wolf waited till his cubs could run a little, and then on the night of the pack meeting, took them and Mowgli and Mother Wolf to the Council Rock, a hilltop covered with stones and boulders where a hundred wolves could hide. Our Kayla, the great grey lone wolf who led all the pack by strength and cunning, lay out at full length on his rock, and below him sat forty or more wolves of every size and colour, from badger-coloured veterans who could handle a buck alone, to young black three-year-olds who thought they could. The lone wolf had led them for a year now. He had fallen twice into a wolf trap in his youth, and once he had been beaten and left for dead, so he knew the manners and customs of men. There was very little talking at the rock. The cubs tumbled over each other in the centre of the circle where their mothers and fathers sat, and now and again a senior wolf would go quietly up to a cub look at him carefully, and return to his place on noiseless feet. Sometimes a mother would push her cub far out into the moonlight to be sure that he had not been overlooked. Arcala from his rock would cry, Ye know the law, ye know the law. Look well, O wolves. And the anxious mothers would take up the call, Look, look well, O oh wolves! At last, and Mother's Wolf's neck bristles lifted as the time came, Father Wolf pushed Mowgli the Frog, as they called him, into the centre, where he sat laughing and playing with some pebbles that glistened in the moonlight. Arcala never raised his head from his paws, but went on with the monotonous cry, Look well! A muffled roar came up from behind the rocks. The voice of Shere Khan crying, The cub is mine! Give him to me! What have the free people to do with a man's cub? Arcala never even twitched his ears. All he said was, Look well, O oh wolves! What had the free people to do with the orders of any? Save the free people. Look well. There was a chorus of deep growls, and a young wolf in his fourth year flung back Shere Khan's question to Arcala. What had the free people to do with a man's cub? Now, the law of the jungle lays down that if there is any dispute as to the right of a cub to be accepted to the pack, he must be spoken for 
by at least two members of the pack who are not his father and mother. Who speaks for this cub? said Arcala. Among the free people, who speaks? There was no answer, and Mother Wolf got ready for what she knew would be her last fight, if things came to fighting. Then the only other creature who was allowed at the pack council, Baloo, the sleepy brown bear who teaches the wolf cubs the law of the jungle, old Baloo who can come and go where he pleases because he eats only nuts and roots and honey, rose upon his hind quarters and grunted, "The man's cub, the man's cub." He said, "I speak for the man's cub. There is no harm in a man's cub. I have no gift of words, but I speak the truth. Let him run with the pack and be entered with the others. I myself will teach him." We need yet another," said Arcala. "Baloo has spoken." And he is our teacher for the young cubs. Who speaks besides Baloo? A black shadow dropped down into the circle. It was Bagheera, the black panther, inky black all over, but with the panther markings showing up in certain lights, like the pattern of watered silk. Everybody knew Bagheera, and nobody cared to cross his path. For he was as cunning as Tabaki, as bold as the wild buffalo, and as reckless as the wounded elephant. But he had a voice as soft as wild honey dripping from a tree, and a skin softer than down. Oh, Arcala, and ye the free people, he purred. I have no right in your assembly. But the law of the jungle says that if there is a doubt, which is not a killing matter in regard to a new cub, the life of that cub may be bought for a price, and the law does not say who may or may not pay that price. Am I right? Good, good," said the young wolves, who were always hungry. "Listen to Bagheera. The cub can be bought for a price. It is the law." Knowing that I have no right to speak here, I ask your leave. Speak then," cried twenty voices. "To kill a naked cub is shame. Besides, he may make better sport for you when he is grown. Baloo has spoken in his behalf. Now, to Baloo's word, I will add one bull and a fat one, newly killed." Not half a mile from here, if ye will accept the man's cub according to the law, is it difficult? There was a clamour of scores of voices saying, "What matter? He will die in the winter rains. He will scorch in the sun. What harm can a naked frog do us? Let him run with the pack. Where is the bull, Bagheera? Let him be accepted." And then came Arcala's deep bay, crying, "Look well, look well, O、oh、wolves!" Mowgli was still deeply interested in the pebbles. 
and he did not notice when the wolves came and looked at him one by one. At last, they all went down the hill for the dead bull, and only Arcala, Bagheera, Baloo, and Mowgli's own wolves were left. Shere Khan roared still in the night, for he was very angry that Mowgli had not been handed over to him. I roar well, said Bagheera under his whiskers, for the time will come when this naked thing will make thee roar to another tune, or I know nothing of man. It was well done, said Arcala. Men and their cubs are very wise. He may be a help in time. Truly a help in time of need, for none can hope to lead the pack forever, said Bagheera. Arcala said nothing. He was thinking of the time that comes to every leader of every pack when his strength goes from him and he gets feebler and feebler till at last he is killed by the wolves and a new leader comes up to be killed in his turn. Take him away, he said to Father Wolf, and train him as befits one of the free people. And that is how Mowgli was entered into the C&E wolf pack, for the price of a bull and on Baloo's good word. And that is the end of our second reading from the Jungle Book. Very soon I'll be telling you what life in the jungle was like when Mowgli grew up to be ten years old. And I'm delighted to dedicate this episode to Ray and Jasper who love listening to the stories while driving through the rainy Oregon forests and whose family kindly support us on Patreon. And I thought you might like to know that we're going to be adding some more special content to Patreon for our supporters, including some spooky ghost stories. Our idea is to include some content that we wouldn't normally put on Story Nori. Maybe it's a little more scary or grown-up than normal Story Nori episodes. We hope all the family will enjoy our extra content. For now, from me, Richard Scott, at StoryNori.com, goodbye. <laughs>